Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of the Department Podcast. I have been given given the the trust to host this episode, and it is something that my colleagues have made a grave mistake in doing. Number one and number two, I am completely honored to do, as of course. We have a couple usual suspects here, Stephen Clark, Stephen Bologna, myself, Joe Palantonio with you. We're going to break down the the championship games on Sunday. Um, We saw some things that were completely egregious. Uh, We have a lot of slander that's going on in the sports media community that I think is, is not deserved. Um, And then there's a lot of credit uh, to a lot of people that I don't think deserve it. So we're really going to have, to have a fun one uh, we have a couple i'm gonna say tom brady fanboys here with us i don't want to say fanboys because i think that underestimates just how much you love this man and for a guy like stephen clark i love him but we like to add why the colts hat has just completely dogged him uh for for years i mean his team probably would have multiple championships in his lifetime if it wasn't for this probably. man but yet but yet clark still carries him. water um which is, but first off, how are we doing? I'm doing well. Doing good. Yeah. Okay. Big trust. We got big trust in you, Joe. Big trust. We got big trust. You know what? That means a lot. That means a lot. I mean, Bologna's <laughs> on his game today. He came in laser focused. He had the glasses on Francesa style. Oh, yeah. The- really, really beautiful stuff. <laughs> um, so our thoughts, our thoughts are with Jesse Norman and Justin Balantovic. Uh, Jesse is, I believe, virtually stacking Shoprite shelves. Is that what? Oh yeah, I have no idea. Okay, Shoprite from home. Shoprite, Shoprite from, home. from home. Great, great, great business approach. A la SpongeBob. We love it. <laughs> and, and Justin's been on um, the parkway since like five in the morning, <laughs> just salting nothing because no. He called snow. into the sports drive today. Did he really? Called and, in. He, uh, he had a great question. He wanted to know where Trevor Bauer was going to sign. Okay. We'll, we'll um, save that for lot, the MLB Hostov. A lot of sources are pointing to uh, a certain AL Central team, but I, you know what? I'm going to cliffhanger it. I'm going to say, if you want to know what AL Central team, tune in to the Hot Stove episode of the Department Podcast. All right? Love this guy. This guy. Um, the Buccaneers and the Packers played on Sunday. I don't know if you guys heard. Yeah, I heard. But a couple, uh, yeah, yeah. a couple older gentlemen who donned the number twelve faced off, and there was a lot of a lot of publicity around this one. Um, still, again, you got to give credit. Packers fans really came out to Lambo in the limited number that they can, and and they definitely made a lot of noise. It seemed like it seemed like a real true home field advantage uh, for the Packers, but Buccaneers still came out with the win, and we're gonna get into the game. But I think the biggest topic that came out of this was Aaron Rodgers gave a quote that was a little, uh, you know, a little, uh, a little not so certain about his future. Stephen Clark. Yes. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers would actually wear a uniform other than the classic Green Bay Packers? Um, no. I, I, I don't think so. Um, 
it, it was just he was in the moment at the time. He was obviously very frustrated with how the game went, and he was probably just saying stuff that just came to his mind in that time, saying like trying to like kind of brush off the reporters, being like, "Hey, I don't know what the future holds. Like, like stop bugging me about this question. Like, I I know all these rumors are coming out ever since Jordan Love got drafted that I might want out of this team, but he was just like, I don't know. And on the Pat McAfee show today, he actually went out and saying that there's a good chance basically that he'll be back in Green Bay, which I expect him to be because they have a really good team over there. Um, he's the centerpiece of that team. He's the leader of that team. I just don't see him going anywhere. Alone. Yeah, I, I don't uh, – I, I can't envision him leaving. Now, that being said, if he was to leave in any offseason, this would be the one. A lot of quarterback-needed teams out there willing to spend. Uh, it, it, it appears that his hometown team does need a quarterback with the, the 49ers. Uh, and we were kind of rumored last year that the, the Bears maybe uh, he would want to go to and they need a quarterback. Um, so, again, I, I don't think he's leaving. I don't think the Packers are stupid enough to to get rid of him. Uh, unless Rodgers requests a trade out, which I don't think Rodgers is is going to do. He's been there for so long. Um, but this is four straight NFC Championship games. He could not seal the deal. Uh, so Packers need to f- get him some weapons finally. We, I think we're in a situation right now where a lot of people, they, they really like to, to do this. They like to turn every organization that doesn't win into it, that doesn't win a championship perennially and call it a terrible organization. There are so many people claiming that the Packers have failed Aaron Rodgers. Matt LaFleur, if we remember, was hired after Aaron Rodgers had a rift with the last coach. If Aaron Rodgers wanted to request a trade, he wanted out. It would have been during the McCarthy era. This was his offense. Um, He seemed happier the last two years. Other than the draft of Jordan Love, I understand they have not drafted a lot of skill position players, but they have built that defense and that offensive line. They really have. I, this They have built from the ground up uh, a whole new team uh, in the last three to four years. And it has his personal head coach. I don't understand why there's so much hate being directed toward the Packers because, again, Devontae Adams is a great receiver, so is so is Valdez Scantling and Lazard is solid as well. And Tonyan should have been a Pro Bowler this year, if we're being legit. Like this is not a bad roster. They went thirteen and three the last two years. So what we're not going to do is sit here and pretend like the Packers are the Bears or the Lions. Yeah, I agree. I hundred percent agree. Um, they need more respect on their name. Like you said, Joe, people are just disrespecting them because of all the NFC championship losses, but they got to that point every single year. Many teams can't even get to that point or even make the playoffs in the league. So they need more respect. They deserve more respect, not even need more respect. They deserve it. And um, they just have to like, just get on the same page. I feel like to make the Super Bowl again, it's just, I don't know what happens. Like they they were the one seed in the NFC. They had the, the playoffs went through them and they lost to a five seed. So they, they just need to get on the same page, I guess. I really don't know what else they could do because they have a really, really good team. At some point, I, I understand what you guys are saying with the respect thing, but at some point, four straight losses in this game, something has to change. And I don't know what it is. We'll have to see what the Packers do this offseason. But they, they're not winning. And you, you could say, oh, 13-3, and three, all they want, but they're not winning. That's that's It's that plain and simple. So – I don't know if they need to make a defensive coordinator change, GM change, something. But they, they, they're not winning, so well, something's these, wrong. These games 
the last four games have been very different. Um, there were the two in the middle that they got completely blown out um, by Atlanta and then last year against San Francisco. And what that boils down to, it has nothing to do with Rodgers, the weapons, or the offense. It really didn't. Last year, they could not stop the run at all. And it was the same thing against Atlanta when they met uh, a few years back. And I believe the first championship game they lost was against Seattle. Um, And that was a game that was tight that could have gone either way. This game, another one, tight, could have gone either way. To make the issue about the lack of weapons in the first round, I, I can't. I, I, I can't understand. You could put it on Rodgers. You could put it on the defense. But the front office has put put this team in a position, especially the year they lost to Seattle, because um, that was an incredibly winnable game. Uh, so you put this in, in a little bit of perspective. But one move that's gotten a lot of flack um, in the talk of the town. So fourth and goal. Uh, you're at the eight yard line down by eight. They're going to kick a field goal uh, with a little over two minutes to play. I don't know. I don't know. Bologna. What do you have on this? one? Uh, not, not a fan of this one. Uh, going back to the, the third down and goal though. Uh, a lot of people are saying Rogers, you had the wide open lane to run for it. Uh, if you actually look at the angle of that play, there's actually two cornerbacks and one linebacker in that area. So unless Aaron Rodgers is into Lamar Jackson, more than likely not getting into that, into that, uh, that, that end zone. But fourth and goal, when you do have Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, this is, this is a classic inexperienced head coach move. Second year in, in, as a head coach for LaFleur, says, let me trust my defense. Meanwhile, his defense at times has been exposed during this game. And props to the Buccaneers, first, the first down on the next drive coming out and passing – for nine yards, if I'm the Packers, I would have went for the points here. It would have been a, a one-score game either way, but I'm, I'm unfortunately not the decision maker. Yeah, uh, we don't get paid the big bucks. They do. Nope. Um, but this was the NFC Championship. This wasn't a game week through one through 17 or any of that. This is a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and sometimes you have to take risks to go to the Super Bowl. So I agree with you, Steve. I really do think they should have um, got one for the touchdown there because the field goal, yes, it edged them closer, but it didn't do enough. A touchdown would have been a lot better on this situation. Um, I, I just think it was very conservative, this move. Um, I'm just not, not a fan. It needs to be more risky in these situations. I know sometimes um, with a risk, there's there's – a lot of stuff that can go wrong and that they probably would have got criticized if they didn't go for it. That's the only problem here. Like either if they get it, they're the, Matt LaFleur is the hero for going for it. If they miss it, then he, he's the scapegoat. And then it's, it looks bad on his part, but um, if it's an NFC championship game, I'm going for it and I'm going for the touchdown. All, all the analytics say to go for it, but I have to defend Matt LaFleur's decision Ooh. right here. Oh. I don't hate the move because I thought analytics was the, the solver for every problem, Joe. That's See, that's what I thought. But here's, <laughs> here's what it comes down to and what analytics doesn't account for. If you, if you score, you still have to get the two-point conversion. You get the ball back to Tom Brady and the Bucks with a little over two minutes to go in a tie game. It is very unlikely you get the ball back. And if you do get the ball back, it would be tough 
to you know get it down into field goal range by that amount of time and if you do kick a field goal you go to overtime and then it's down to a coin flip this this move you give the ball right back to them you don't have to rely on the two-point conversion you trust your defense to make the stop you don't put it up to a coin toss in overtime this was a move to win the game trying to score eight would be to tie and hopefully get the ball back because it's assumed that Brady and the Buccaneers would go down and score after it. It wasn't as bad of a decision as it seemed at the time. I think there are several ways that it could have worked out, but there really was no, there wasn't a correct answer. I think even though you go for it and you don't make it, it's, it's all the same, really. Yeah, I think it's very situational, too, um, like of how things are going in the game. And in this situation, Tom Brady played like garbage in the second half. So you had to see what he was doing. And then if, if, if there's a chance your team gets to take over, yes, they're going to run the ball a lot. But if it comes to a third down, Tom Brady's throwing the ball. He, he, he threw three three picks this game. Not, not, not the best game from Tom. Three touchdowns, three interceptions. But Jair had two of them. Um, there's a chance he throws another one on third down. There really is. And then if he does, then you have the ball back and probably your range of the field and probably can kick a game-winning field goal. So, I don't know. Yeah, the Packers were awful in the red zone all day. Oh, man. And they so couldn't that- capitalize off the turnovers. No. Yeah. And we're going to talk about uh, the turnovers here because this is, this is the second part. So, the first, the first talk of the town is Packers, Aaron Rodgers. And now we have people comparing Tom Brady – not to it, it, it's beyond Manning, um, it's beyond Rogers, Breeze, Elway, um, Marino, it's beyond the other quarterbacks. Now, Tom Brady is being compared to Michael Phelps and the great athletes in the United States. They're calling him the greatest athlete of all time. Tom Brady has surpassed football and is now in michael jordan territory that's a little too far you guys are the tom brady people tell me how after this game after this game tom brady gets all the all the credit it's him tom brady okay, okay, okay. has been to oh. 10 it's not tom brady's teams oh. it's it was all him is what the, is this is the narrative right now? Right, first thing, uh, Stephen or I did not agree with, and I don't think he does at least. Well, I don't agree with him being the greatest athlete of no, all time. No, I don't. I do not. No, I do not. the greatest quarterback, a hundred percent. Greatest athlete. Hell yeah. Not even greatest athlete in football. Like not even greatest athlete at the quarterback position. Like just the greatest quarterback of all time is Brady. That's. Should should be everybody's opinion on it, but I can't force people to what they want to think. Um, what are the other questions? You asked a lot of questions there. Well, I'm just I'm just thinking how you so, said Brady you got watch, the ten Super Bowls, not his I'm team. Saying, I'm just saying you watch him throw three interceptions on Sunday. And I did. Your, your takeaway. Your takeaway is this is the greatest player of the quarterback position. This is the pinnacle. It won't yeah. get better. Didn't Drew Brees throw three interceptions as well in his game, Joe? Isn't absolutely I, and you know what? who's calling him the greatest of all time? You, right? you, you know, called him the best quarterback of all time and uh, all time, <laughs> all time. I mean, you know, and I'm all time, saying, Tom Brady's going to his 10th Super Bowl and has six and, things and has a chance for seven in two weeks. 
if we're going all time, or are we just going off of Sunday? Off of Sunday, he wasn't the greatest quarterback. All he time, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Let's Joe, let me- this is this is a Buccaneers roster that was virtually the same exact team <laughs> as last season. And all that changed was they went from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. And automatically they go from eight and eight to the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Now the Patriots, on the other hand, say whatever you want about their opt-outs. I get it. I get it. They had a lot of league high opt-outs. But if Bill Belichick is this all-time fantastic coach, which he is, yeah. shouldn't he have figured out a way to muster up a winning a winning team? With- Brady leaves and all of a sudden they're not good. Brady goes to Tampa, yeah. Super Bowl. Clearly, you don't understand. You said, I understand the opt-outs, and I understand they had no cap room, and I understand that they have no... You said... you said, And then you then you obviously don't understand, because the, the, the rosters of these two teams are totally different. I mean, to downplay... And Brady won yeah, with one the worst roster. One has Brady, the other doesn't. That's the only difference. <laughs> to downplay the talent of the Tampa Bay defense, which dominated New Orleans and played really, really well late in the game. Against Why didn't they dominate Packers, last year then? The number one offense, the Packers. Yeah, where were they last year? <laughs> yeah, they had the same defense. I, I, don't, I don't remember seeing them in the playoffs gonna, last year or the last 15 years. I mean, I'm not going to say the defense wasn't helped by Jameis Winston throwing 30 interceptions. I mean, that's, that's what's going to happen. But if we're comparing Tom Brady to a guy who threw 30 interceptions – we're comparing Tom Brady to the last starter in Tampa Bay. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, the, it's I'm, I'm comparing. And look where they are now compared to the last fifteen. I'm comparing years. Tom Brady to every other talent. I mean, who else? Who else is able to just throw three picks in the second half and have his team win? Like it's just like because he like, threw also threw three touchdowns. Let's not forget about would that. Never one. have gotten away with that. Peyton Manning would never have gotten away. Peyton with Peyton Manning that. on the Broncos it's Super Bowl, though he had arguably probably the best defense Horrible. in the league. I'm talking yeah. about in his prime, in his great years with Indianapolis. If Peyton Manning has a Tom Brady game, the Colts aren't winning that game. And then boom, that's a that's a hit to Manning's legacy. Aaron Rodgers those three interceptions. It's over with a lot of those Packers teams in his prime. But are those guys throwing also three touchdowns in the same game? They're throwing three interceptions. He had a phenomenal first half. Phenomenal I'm first dog, half. I'm dog on Jameis Winston for having a one-to-one touchdown to interception ratio and then praise well, Tom Brady. Where were they? Did they make the playoffs? Had they made the playoffs with Jameis Winston? In the same breath, you just praised. Praise Jameis Winston for having a one-to-one touchdown to interception. Uh, not me. I don't recall. I don't recall that one. I don't recall that one either. You said he also threw three times. James Winston also threw three. They're in the Super Bowl, Joseph. So in the Super Bowl. Tell me, tell me. You're giving Brady flack for throwing three interceptions in the NFC Championship. What is your what is your argument for him not throwing not any interceptions in the game against Washington and New Orleans? Okay, Washington. Fantastic defense. Fantastic front. Pieces in the secondary. Washington. All right, New Orleans. A a playoff team, Washington. Continue. New Orleans, great team, great team. Fantastic. They had the ball. They had the field position. I, you you have to take these things. Yeah, because Drew Brees you lost. To, you can't you throw. Have, you can't blame that on the top. This is Brady. not about Drew Brees right now. Drew Brees is so clearly over the hill, as was Peyton Manning, and I eventually Tom Brady will be in this situation. Okay, so, all right. Uh, you said eventually he will be. He's 43 years old, and he's still competing like this. Like, one's eventually coming. I'm waiting. The fact that he's 43. And I'm waiting. He's still- but he, four different, 
four different playoff games with three interceptions? I mean, this is ugly. Look at let's, let's look at these, some of these passer ratings in these playoff games. 49, 56, 57, 57, 59. Do, do passer ra- ratings really matter if your team's going to the Super Bowl, Joe? 40 touchdowns to 12 interceptions deserve, this year, Joe. And the team deserves a lot of this credit. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm not looking at Tom Brady's regular season right now. I'm just pointing mm. at the fact nah, that they're in the Super Bowl. Yes, I understand. Your Joe, your argument is that the Buccaneers roster should get more credit. What we're saying is this roster is the same as last year and they had no success. Now you add Brady and all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl. I, and you're saying it's still not Brady. Granted, Steve, they added um Le'Veon, oh, not Le'Veon Bell. They added Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Gronk, who does nothing. Antonio Brown, who was out. So practically, you're right, Steve. The exact same roster as last year. Besides same, coach, same coaching staff. Every- oh, yeah, that, that too. That too. The same coaching staff. You're right. There's a lot of young Antoine players. Winfield was out for this game, so you can't make oh, that, that excuse. And then the backup to Antoine Winfield got hurt too. <laughs> they played well. Todd Bowles play, had him play really well. Nothing. Nothing. It's See, it wouldn't be – I would be – probably a Tom Brady fan just as much as everyone else if he wasn't treated like he was the only player on the roster when he wins that's it that's it year after year after year one moment in one vein everyone's like Julian Edelman's a hall of famer and then the next minute Tom Brady has thrown to no one his entire career it's 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 the LeBron syndrome where if he wins all the credit if he loses it's not on him it's not his fault. That's the problem. I, I agree with half of that. If he wins, he does get all the credit. But if he does loses, I think a lot of blame does get put on Brady a lot of the time. Like, yeah, like I'm looking at games that he won in the playoffs where he had a 57 passer rating. But Who you cares have to about passer ratings. What other quarterback is doing that? Okay, I'm, what year? What year was that? Uh, 2012 for one and 2007 for another. Wow. Oh, 2007. You're gonna bash that regular season, Joe? Please pull up the stats on that one. <laughs> that's, that's probably the best regular season of all time. He's the best playoff performer, right? I mean, he's, he's got six Super Bowls. He's been to 18 percent of every single Super Bowl he, ever. The funny, the funny. Well, where's he gets the, to the Super Bowls with 57 passer rating? Like, come on, come on. If 2019 the against the Rams, what a what a whole ring. Well, he won a whole ring and he scored 13 points. Okay. For 13 points. He got all the credit. He got all the credit. Where's this cool stat I found online? You're you're, you're a Steph Curry fan, right, Joseph? Love him. You're a Steph Curry fan. Tom Brady's made the Super Bowl in 10 out of the last 21 seasons, 47%. Steph Curry's career three-point percentage is 43%. Tom Brady is more likely to reach the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make a three-point shot. And he takes three-point shots every night. He's more likely to make the Super Bowl. His team's. Joe, your argument, in my opinion, you are basically saying this. If if Tom Brady's team wins at all, Brady should not have the credit. If Tom Brady's team loses, it's all Brady's fault, and he's not that good. That's that exactly is true. your argument. No, here's, here's what I will say. <laughs> Tom Brady, tremendous in, in several regular seasons. In, in these Super Bowls, you got to give credit. Seattle Super Bowl, he was great. He was great. Um, the Eagles Super Bowl was probably one of his best performances. And his defense um, gave up 41 well, points. Yeah. Um, even Atlanta. Even Come Atlanta back. did choke, but he gets he gets a lot of credit for that win. What I'm saying is that he was able to 
get to a lot of big games, get to a lot of Super Bowls, and win some Super Bowls while playing poorly. And I just don't think a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning, who have had not the same caliber of defenses, would have been able to do that. And I think that's very reasonable. I think it's very, very reasonable. I understand what you're saying, Joe. I I do. But the fact that you're kind of nitpicking at Brady's poor games every now and then, I I don't get why. Well, it's, it's, it's his poor games when he wins. It's he plays poorly, wins, and the credit goes to Tom. Okay. He plays poorly, scores 13 points in the Super Bowl against the Rams, but Tom Brady won the ring, not the defense that held that great Rams to just three points. He didn't win MVP, so apparently he didn't get all the credit with that either. He didn't. His receiver got the MVP. He did. He did. I mean, who else do you give it to in a game that's that low scoring? I mean, Tom Brady. Like... I, I, Joseph, I, I, know, I know it's hard to accept that he's one of the greatest not. right in front of your eyes. You, you, you're a LeBron hater, too. He's one of the greatest of all time, too, if not the greatest of all time. This isn't a basketball podcast, so we're not talking about that. The fans. It's not him. It's the fans. And then the it's fans. the people that blame him for everything if they lose and then bash him if he wins. I, 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 I don't get it. I'm just saying, why, would I blame him? why would I blame him for his performance against the Eagles? Why would I blame him for that? Because he, you would literally blame him. No problem. I have no blame. I he had he got Rodgers in that Super Bowl. He got. But what happened to this amazing team around him? That great defense gave up forty-one points to Nick Foles. To Nick Foles, who sucked. Forty-one. Almost inexplicable. It's almost inexplicable. And Tom played right. Tom played like the goat. I just have to think. You have to give credit where credit's due. He went to a new team, brought them to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Haven't been there since they won the Super Bowl. Haven't been to the playoffs since they won the Super Bowl. Joe, you said it is all Bill Belichick, the reason Brady was successful. And now that he's successful somewhere else, what is, what is your what's your excuse? The team around him? Because I understand that they weren't great last year. And the year before that. You act, you act like he went and to the Bengals. You're acting like he went to the Bengals. You're acting like he went to the Jets. The Bengals act- have been the more playoff appearances to the, than the Buccaneers in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, okay, six years ago. Six years ago, the Buccaneers Buccaneers are better right now than the Buccaneers. I understand. God. Makes sense. Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. Who's who would you say is the unsung hero from the Buccaneers win? Who is the guy? Because I'm getting all the credit, but if you had to give somebody, I know it's hard, but to somebody else, even an ounce of credit for this game. Interesting. I'm a big Mike Evans guy. I think he's a he's a really dynamic receiver. Great size, great size, practically unguardable in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I'm gonna give it to Fournette just because he's been great throughout the playoffs. Um, did great in Washington, did great in New Orleans, did great in this game too. Not as big as the game as he had in New Orleans, but he still put up a touchdown. He still did what he had to do. It was a great, great signing for them. Um, I'm gonna go with Fournette as my unsung hero. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Sean Murphy bunting guy. Um, Pass interference king right there. <laughs> big guy, a big interception. I mean, he came up big. I understand. The guy gets away with a lot. And we're going to talk about this for a second here because I think the referees, what was going on? Both sides. Both sides of the ball. They didn't call anything on Sunday yeah. um, until the very end. But is that 
do you, are you guys a fan of that? I think that kind of detracted from the game um, a little bit. I usually like um, when referees don't call as much. Like I like having the game flow more. Um, that you know there there should have been a pass interference called on Tampa I think earlier in the game. It was grabbing like a shoulder of his jersey or something. Um, but I I guess they got to I don't know. I I I really don't know um, how I feel about the last call. Obviously the shirt was pulled. You saw the shirt being pulled in the replays. Um, but it, if you, if you're not calling it throughout the whole game, you can't call it there. You just can't, you have to be consistent with your calls there. Um, but they called it, it was, it was the obvious call. So I guess that's why they did it. But if you're not calling them throughout the whole game, you, you can't call it there. I'm with you, Clark. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's, it looks bad for the sport. I mean, it does look bad. I agree. No, I agree. Um, talk about real quick, uh, yeah. the first half this being really big what what was Green Bay doing there defensively um they just they completely let Scotty Miller just jet Scotty I don't know it was mentally just I don't know what that was Kevin King had a tough game (laughs) (laughs) pass interference to end it for him blown coverage down the half Man, I don't know. I don't know. They just, I don't, I guess they just weren't. I, I think they kind of took it a little too lightly, maybe. They thought they knew they had the five seed coming in, a wild card team, mm-hmm. not even a division champ coming into Lambeau. They're home. They have their fans. It, it's the cold. They love playing on that field in January. I, I just don't didn't think they took them too seriously in the first half. That's all I think. They got blown they out seem- by this team earlier in the year, though. I don't get it. Yeah. Why take them light? There was True. no adjustment. True. It didn't seem like they. They adjusted um, between the first matchup and second matchup. It seemed like it was just too easy for Tampa Bay. And then at the end of the game, uh, there's this adorable scene with Tom and his son. And he just says, Where, let me see my son. And cute. So, so cute. Gave a nice kiss on the lips. <laughs> Thank God there were a helmet. <laughs> um, but eh, you know, what do you um, do? It, it was a nice moment. Um, it's just, is this guy such a phony or what? Okay. Brady guy. Oh, is there, is there the cameras? It's like Michael Scott in the office. He would always summon the cameras when he would do something. Okay. Everyone to see. I'm, I'm sorry that showing love to your son is supposed to be for publicity. Brady might be one of the biggest team players in the whole sport. Mm-hmm. He is. All those Patriot years where he would just not you know, request new contracts to get more money so the team would have more cap for other players. I mean, uh, Steve Mulder brought up an article today on the Sports Drive saying Tom Brady basically saved the Patriots $60 million over his entire career with them to save money mm-hmm. for cap. What a guy. I mean, guy wants to win, and he wants to build a good team around him to win. He does, and in and, and his personal life too. You know, he has a beautiful wife at home, has some – has some nice kids. Um, he loves his kids very much, as we know. Um, How many does he have? Three? I think three. I think three. Um, are they all, are they all um, his ex-wives, or does, does him and Giselle have any? They might be all... I don't know. I didn't even know he had an ex-wife. I don't know. Yeah, I think... No, I think his... I like, think they're I all think G- Giselles or Giselle. I, know, I think his children aren't from Giselle. I think, really? I think. Oh. Ja- it's... John, Vivian, and Benjamin. John is John is the famous one. John's the one. John's that, the smooch boy. John's the one with the lip pack. No, I think they're all Giselles. Let me look into nice. Tom Brady's personal life here. First of all, no, you're right. Bridget wow. Mon Bridget Monahan is John's son. John's mother, 
and Vivian and Benjamin are Giselles. So two. Okay. So two out of the three. The, the Giselle children. The Giselle children. Is so handsome. Those are some great genes. 43 years old. Crazy. Yeah, he looks like it. The guy's gorgeous. You got to get that. That's crazy. All right. Um, we're going to take a break. Um, yeah, we are. You guys got to cool down. Uh, got very hot and heavy over time. That was a good one. That was, that was fun. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, other half, Chiefs Bills. Stay right here on the top. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it was uh, it was an intense first half. I, I suspect that the stakes will be a lot lower here. Uh, Chiefs Bills, the second game on Sunday, and it's very easy to forget that the Bills even were a part of this whole thing um, because the Chiefs just gave quick work of them. Really, even tough to believe that the Bills were leading in this game after uh, a good maybe it was the first quarter, maybe even less. Um, the the biggest question that comes out of this. Three AFC Championship games in a row, back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. Are the Chiefs a dynasty? Um, I'm gonna say almost. They win this year. If they win this year, exactly. I'll give it a yes. They win this year. Yes, they're right there. They're right there. The fact that they're even making it to back-to-back Super Bowls is impressive. You don't see it that often. Um, but I think they're right there. Um, if they win, I think it's a hundred percent. I'd say it's about like 75%. Yes, they're, they're a dynasty because it's just it's just very consistent. It's just ever since Mahomes took the helm at quarterback, it's been very consistent. And they've obviously gotten three AFC championships, like Joe, you just said. Um, but if they win, they'll secure it. It's crazy to me because you look at this roster, Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, all drafted by the Chiefs. Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, all drafted by the Chiefs. You look at the defense, Tyron Matthew, okay, he was released by Houston, and the Chiefs signed him. Chris Jones, drafted by the Chiefs. This is not like a warrior situation, as I may say, where they signed the huge big-ticket free agent, and that's the reason that they're winning, or a major part that they're winning. Sorry, Joe. This is a Chiefs team that built from the ground up, and a lot of that has to do with Andy Reid, and they, they, they're going to be trouble for at least the next three years. They call him, they call him Big Red. This <laughs> this is the big red dynasty. This is the big red machine. I don't care what happens next. As it stands right now at the current moment, this Chiefs team is a dynasty. Um, you get to you get to back to back Super Bowl. Like it's it seems so easy, doesn't it? Because we've seen the Patriots do it. I have. So I have. We, it seems, and we saw Seattle do it. It's so difficult. It's so difficult to get to two games in a row. And what makes the Chiefs a dynasty is that this team doesn't look like they're headed for the end. You could see the end with the Patriots. You can see how after they lost to the Patriots, how Seattle, the Legion of Boom, was going to dissipate. I think that Reed and Mahomes have the ability to do this for a very long time a very uh, long time my question to you is they, they have a lot of contracts to settle in a couple of years 
do you see this team staying together and continuing this dynasty, as you say, or are they going to split up too? Like the Legion of Boom you just mentioned and all that stuff. Cause they have a lot of people to pay in like two years from now. Well, you through the draft, I think Kansas city will be able to follow um, sort of uh, a formula for, for the type of players that they draft. Um, I think that you might not get the same explosiveness as Tyreek Hill, but Tyreek Hill like players are going to be available through the draft for years and years to come. The speedy deep threats. You see that with me. Cole Hardman is almost like um, the future there. And and the way um, defense they draft for size on the interior defensive line. And they build, they build that up. Really. They build up a nice pass rush there. And I think that with Andy Reid and his genius, it's not going to go away. Even the, the players can, can change. But you, we're talking about a guy who got to four straight NFC championship games with Donovan McNabb in the Eagles. I mean, it was, it's crazy what he can do now. He was perennially winning divisions with Alex Smith. This is, he's set. I really think they're set for a very long time. It doesn't matter if the faces change. I I do question Andy Reid, 62 years old. um, You question when if old age god forbid starts to hit maybe a couple health problems we don't want but you never know what the, these things will happen um was it andy reed after the super bowl he's like i want to go get a cheeseburger or something like Facts. that yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> i mean this is this guy's one of a kind and he's if he's really making an argument top seven coach of all time uh, i mean guys of football genius he, ever since the seventh grade i'm sure you guys have seen that photo the, the guy is a tank big reds it's a good nickname for him um and i think as as long as this may be tyree kill and, and travis kelsey will take pay cuts uh, per se very little to, to keep the team together uh, this this seems like a, a really good group of guys that have really good chemistry uh, so I, I envision them wanting to stay together for a while so who gets who gets the credit for for this win right here there's a lot of credit going around is this is this an andy reed genius or is this mahomes talent or is this just a perfect blend of both that was i think it's the perfect blend of both um i know mahomes had a phenomenal game but he had a phenomenal game because of everything that andy reed does um granted mahomes did a lot on his own like not taking any credit away from mahomes it was a great game or as joe called him during the week um a fraud um who uh (laughs) showed up and 325 yards, three touchdowns. Great job. Um, they had a lot of adversity too, because the, the bills got off to a great start in this game too. Like you had the McCall Hardman fumble. Um, they were up nine, nothing in the first quarter. And then the chiefs just, you know, they put their foot down on the gas and went at it. But um, I, I'd say I'd, I'd, I'd give it to Mahomes. If I had to give it to one person. I'd give it to Mahomes more than Andy Reid. I'm going to go a joint joint one here. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I mean, Tyreek Hill, nine for 172. Travis Kelsey, 13 for 118 and two touchdowns. I mean, this is – and both of those guys were targeted only two more times than what they caught. So, clearly, they have some of the best hands in the league, and both are basically unguardable. And when you have that, it makes Mahomes' job a lot easier because the windows to throw are there more, and you know the guys are always going to come down with it. So, I, I'm going to I'm gonna go with, with them for my MVP. I think this is one of the best Andy Reid coached games uh, we have seen. Um, and, and we've seen a lot of great ones. Um, just the way he utilized the offense, the way he mixed it up. 
um, the way he just uses Tyreek Hill both as a threat and and not, you know, is it's utterly insane. Um, he came out, he came out in that second quarter and just put on a display. He utilized that speed uh, so well. Um, so I think this is this is the big red game. That was just that was textbook Andy Reid right there. Um, if you're a Bills fan though. Are you disappointed with the way the season went, or are you not when it ended? No, if if you've had your, it's today, you've had a couple days to digest the loss. Are you sitting here thinking, Man, we could have gotten the soup? Like this is this is tough. Like it's hurt. Or are you like, wow, like we got to the AFC Championship? Game. Steve, Steve just said it best. That little two seconds right there. Um, literally, uh, you're disappointed how it ended with that horrible loss to the Chiefs, but it, it was a great season for the Bills. You have the breakout player in Josh Allen. Um, they won their division for the first time. I don't know how long because the Patriots won it for all those years, but someone left New England, and that's why they basically won. Um, won a division, got all the way to the AFC Championship, um, had a tough road to get there, um, but they did it. Uh, they, they put up a fight, not a good enough fight, though, against Kansas City, so I'm disappointed in how it ended for them, not how the season went as a whole, though. It's, it's just crazy to see a team with such regular season success. Stefan Diggs kind of a clunker in this one. Not, 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 bless you, Joseph. Bless you. Not, not the best numbers. Josh Allen played solid. Uh, what does concern me is we, we talk about how good the Chiefs are going to be for years to come. This is a Bills team that's going to have to make some upgrades if they want to compete with a Chiefs team. Um, but like, like I said, I think you're happy to see as a Bills fan that the team is finally elite and going in the right direction. It's just, you're scared that the chiefs are the chiefs for a couple more years. Yeah. At least, at least. And that makes, uh, that makes things really tough. And when you're looking at the bills team, uh, Josh Allen, rightfully so has gotten a lot of praise, you know, talks in the MVP consideration. People are throwing him in the top five lists. Now, should we pump the brakes after Sunday on Josh Allen? Cause I, I personally think we do. I think, that the talent's there. I just don't trust, I don't trust Josh Allen mentally at all. It seems like the decisions that he makes, um, like a, a beginner on Madden at times, and he made a lot of bad mistakes that could have easily been picked off or just not smart football throws very often on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I think slightly pumped the brakes. You know, like you just... Like you, you see the red light like in the distance a little bit. So you just start taking your foot off the gas and start slowly putting your foot on the brake. Um, I think he had a really, really good season. Um, he proved to a lot of haters that he's, he's legit in this league. Top five is a little too high for me. I don't think he's tech really in that category yet. Um, he's definitely in my top 10 quarterbacks, but top five, maybe he sniffs it at five, but not really yet. Um, I think it's, you pump it a little bit. There is a lot, like you said, Joe, there's a lot of work to be done. A lot of decision making work to be done when to make the right throws. He can run the ball, which is phenomenal. He has great, um, speed and, um, he has a great arm, but there's just a couple little other things to work out and he'll be, he'll be, he'll be in that top five eventually. Give it a year or two. I think when you look at Josh Allen from where he started, his career has just done this and his play style and his decision-making have just done that. And I think with Brian Dable returning next year, we're going to see even more of an improvement from Josh Allen. It's scary because they made the playoffs last season and they probably should have beat Houston. As we, as we all remember that game, he made the stupid mistake of laddering the ball, almost costing him the, the game in the season. Um, 
And then they get two games farther this year and they run into a powerhouse and he didn't even play horrible. You have Stefan Diggs. You have your wide receiver one for years. If they can get him a run game, this, this is a potentially top off top two offense in the league. And I, I think Josh, I, I agree. Josh Allen a little bit, slow down a little bit, but next year you're going to have to pick it up because he's going to pick it up as well. I don't think I, I love the offense. I love uh, Brian Tables and a tremendous job, but do I think that the chiefs are going to be back? Cause that's, that's the next question here. Are the chiefs coming back? Or, I'm sorry. Are the bills coming back? Oh, I don't think so. Uh, the bills last year were praised because I don't know. If you guys, <laughs> coming into the season, they were supposed to be this great defense. Uh, they, they were what we thought the Steelers were for a little while. They're this great young unit. And it, this, the defense really let them down a lot this season, um, especially that run defense. So like Buffalo, it was this year bust. Cause I, I think that they were riding high on the momentum and it won't be easy in the AFC East. Um, I'm, I'm afraid of the dolphins. I would be afraid. And, you don't know what the Jets and what the Patriots are doing, but it looks like they're going to be active this offseason. Yeah, that might turn into the toughest division of football. Um, I honestly – I don't see them winning the division. I honestly don't think they're going to win the division next year. I really don't. I think the Dolphins have a really good chance if they make a move. Jets, like you said, too, if they get Deshaun Watson, they draft well. You never know with the Jets, too. And, and like you said, I don't really have too much faith in the Patriots, but – um. Dolphins and Jets, they have a shot to take over the division. But the Bills, got to give credit where credit's due. They still won a division. Um, I don't know. It, it's, very, it's a lot of question marks, a lot of question marks. You have to see where things fall. I think I think the Bills, I think they still will be a playoff team next season. Um, just so I got the dogs barking. Mother just came <laughs> home. Long day at work, so uh, dogs uh, are excited. Of course, dogs of course. Excited. Are the dogs barking or is it is it your feet? You know how they sometimes say uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, uh, you know, it's I, I if the Jets do somehow facilitate a trade for Deshaun Watson, I think they are an immediate playoff looking at the playoffs. Uh Miami, eh, I mean, if they stick with Tua, we all know what that's gonna be like with that controversy. Uh I, I think the Bills pretty handily win this division next year. And I, I think uh maybe back to AFC championship, if not um easily uh, AFC uh, divisional series. All right. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start to wrap up here. Just real quick, the AFC championship. Trey Songs uh, wasn't following coronavirus protocol, and I guess got into a little scuffle with the police. Do you think this had any effect on the Chiefs winning? Do you think they did it for Trey, so to speak? <laughs> I didn't even know about that until right now. Neither did I. <laughs> it, it, uh, baggage claim actor and uh, Tremaine the album artist Trey Song arrested at the AFC championship game. I just don't know what this means uh, for Arrowhead. Ah, oh, man. It means the stadium's going to rally around him. Okay. Next game. They're going to put a statue of him outside. Like for in the Super Bowl. Him and Peterson. <laughs> Pray for Trey. Pray for Trey. Pray for Trey. Yeah. All, right. The protocols, guys. <laughs> All right, folks, Clark, you got the outro. Okay, so thank you guys uh, very much for listening to this episode of the Sports Department Podcast. Us three appreciate you guys listening. So does Justin and Jesse who aren't here with us right now. Um, make sure you guys follow us, uh, on, follow us on our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Sports Depth Pod. Steve, say it along with me. That's Sports D-E-P-T Pod. Podcast, yeah. <laughs> Classic. 
um subscribe on youtube apple podcast and spotify uh, I don't really think we have too much else planned this week because a lot of things are at a standstill right now. Um, hasn't been too much more baseball news since we did our last hot stove episode. Ba- basketball, a lot of games are getting canceled because of COVID and not much newsworthy stuff. So I might bang out a baseball one. I know a hockey one's in the works. I, I think. might get I might get a hockey one going. Might Joe, get a hockey one in there. So hockey's oh, coming. You want me to hop on? I can hop on. Oh, brother. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, hacky one's coming up. Um, a Royal Rumble prediction episode this hour. Oh, wrestling recap. Uh, then um, recapping the Rumble 2 will be next week. And um, nothing for the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl's stupid this year on Madden. So we don't care about that. But maybe we'll, we'll, do, we'll try to bang out a football one or something of off-season trades and um, free agency rumors and all that stuff. So stay tuned to all that fun stuff. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.